There was one man who taught us to fight, to storm the wire of the camps, to smash those metal motherfuckers into junk. He turned it around. He brought us back from the brink. His name is Chase. Dan Chase. All right, guys, this is the big one. This is the biggest show since the show we call The Big Show. Yes. We have, we got a Blu-ray giveaway that we announced on, uh, you know, the Facebook and everything. So we have a Blu-ray giveaway, eight Blu-rays, one DVD, and uh, how you're going to win that, we're going to tell you in a little bit. And Matt Wiesel gave us gave us a game that we're going to play. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ever, I tried to get this out of you earlier, bro. I, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. But uh, if Matt Wazell was pulling the strings, dude, I'm down. Yeah. And this was a big weekend that just came up. Actually, it's a big week for all of us, except for Jamie. Because me and Dan just got new jobs. Dun, da, 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 da. So we're going to be different. We're probably going to be happier. But I don't know if that's going to affect the show in a negative way. But I'm just thinking, like, the, our happiness... Like, maybe we're only on point when we're miserable. Don't worry about me, guys. I'll be great. Jamie didn't get a new job, though, unfortunately. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> she still works in the bio labs with the Return of Living Dead Part 3. I gotta, I gotta work out in the rain and shit. No, like, yeah, I, I feel you, though, bro. I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. But, uh, no, nah, man, show ain't gonna change. Uh, I know what you're saying, though. Like, you know how people, like... Yeah, I'm a tortured artist. Like, I have to be tortured. Yeah, like, you know when a real comedian uh, is uh, on drugs and stuff and an alcoholic, and then when he stops doing that, he's not as funny? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, it just totally dries up, and it's like, wow. So now, like, I was miserable for six and a half years. Now I have a new job, and I'm going to be very happy. So I wonder if that's going to affect the show for my end. And, dude, you're getting beat the fuck up. Like, I don't know if anybody knows, but, like, Alex walks fucking 500 miles and, and walks 500 more right after. So, yeah. but... <laughs> you caught that, Jamie? Yeah, did. Okay. But, um, dude, yeah, like, yeah, so, dude, you're gonna be fucking hella happy because you're not gonna... You're not gonna be fucking tired every day, too, man. Your legs, your feet, dude. I Yo, I couldn't do what you do, bro. I can barely walk around my neighborhood without fucking, you know, having to stop, break, and fucking... Gain 40 pounds and... Definitely making some more money, but even more so, uh, you know... Yeah, Dan's rich, bitch. I'm rich, biatch, bum, bum. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it should be good. More money never is a bad thing, I must say. Yeah. Now you can, start, you can stop stiffing the hookers in two ways. <laughs> dude, fuck that, dude. They still getting stiff. <laughs> I'll get I'll pretend the blows bacon sodas to distract them, make them go over the thing. I'd be like, I'm rich, biatch! And uh, the big thing that we have on the show is that I went to Chiller Theater last weekend. I decided to go the extra mile for the show. I mean, you know, some people, Dan, some people dream of success while others wake up and work hard at it. Some people wake up and go to conventions, son. Exactly. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, people will be out there, oh, I could have done that. I would have done better. But you know what? You didn't. And so nobody cares. 
And you got to talk to the fucking, some of the coolest people, man. Alex, the night before, he's like, yo, man, uh, going to the convention, if, uh, go through all those people and, uh, see if there's anybody that you want to ask questions to. And I, I, I go through and I was like, holy shit. And it's nobody like that famous, dude. They're all like, what would you say? C, D listers? Yeah, C list. Celebrities? I mean, that's no. Well, they were A list at one point. But, right, right, exactly. And that's what a lot of those conventions are. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it, that's what they do for a living. Which, dude, fuck, if I was a success back in the 80s and shit, hell yeah, I'd, be, I'd still be banking on that shit going to conventions. Why not? Let's fucking rock it. Well, not do nothing else. Yeah, fuck, I mean, right, yeah, but if, if you have to do something, yeah, let's go talk to the fans. Fuck it, dude. And some of those people, man, uh, you know, like you said, in the height of their success, some of them are fucking icons, dude. And th- they will forever be, <clears throat> Mr. Strickland. But, yeah. Mm, yeah. You know? Wait a minute, wait a minute, this isn't gold. This is a wishing well. Look. Hey, you guys, look. look. It must be the old Moss Garden wishing well. You know, I always used to believe that when you threw your money in, it turned into your wish. You take no coins. And I'll take two coins. No, that's not food. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. You can't do this. Why? Why? Because these are somebody else's wishes. They're somebody else's dreams. Yeah. But you know what? This one. This one right here. This was my dream, my wish. And it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. Who's nastier? No one spit the news raspier. I'm too happier. My crew's happier. Massacre. In the street making cake flip. No spatula. Passenger. In the Acura. With a afterpuff. Laughing but ain't nothing funny but the money. I'm hungry. You give me counterfeit. You take it from me. I throw your ass off a fucking bridge and cut the bungee. Spit a lungy from my tummy on your corpse. You fucking dummy. If you do survive, you'll be looking like the mummy. The new Hefner. Turn your bitch into my bunny. Pour some gin for me. Patron second round. Great goose. 80 proof, mix it up, put it down I throw your hands up, throw your grands up Get your man smacked just for trying to handcuff Get a damn slot to get my clans buffed Then my man's truck on the camera That's the plan, this your man know Fuck the world, dog, I'm staying with the cash on me I ain't hard to find, go ahead and ask for me Like a phone check, one, two, what is this? You can take it personal, it's nothing but business A little weed smoke and some liquor Throw your motherfucking hands in the air We got a all right, now let's get to the the uh, the five interviews from Chiller Theater. So this was a, a task, guys. Uh, the, th- the things I do for this show. I know, man. You fucking thanks, bro. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, Seriously. No I, I mean, I I, I would have loved to. Do, I was supposed to go to uh, the Boston one, uh, shot, Rock and Shock, uh, last year, and I never made it, so it sucked. But uh, you know, it was what it was. Uh, I I I did make it, but it was just a poor fucking appearance. It wasn't even noteworthy. I couldn't do anything with it. So you went prepared, man. You recorded that shit. And dude, Jamie, <laughs> have you heard these? Because I haven't yet. No. No. Dude, this is going to be fun. Yeah, here's the problem. <laughs> yeah. What up? I got questions for like six or seven people, and only one of them were the one I interviewed. Mm-hmm. You, and, you gave questions for Back to the Future's Principal Strickland. <laughs> You're a slacker, McFly. You'll always be a slacker. And that was yours, and the only one I was able to use of mine 
was Burt Young, Paulie from Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Hey, Paulie. Hey, yo, Paulie, man. I don't know, Rock. I loved him in that last one, dude. Actually, he was a fucking wreck in that one, dude. That was kind of but you're nothing but a jealous, lazy bum. Uh, that was a fucking sick performance for a Rocky movie. Yeah, you know, we could use that line for a lot of people we know. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, All right, so let's go. So what do you want to do? Paulie, Kane Roberts, the guitarist for Alice Cooper in the Nightmare DVD, Nightmare Returns. Lloyd Kaufman, who owns Troma. Kaufman, wow. Michael Dudikoff, who's in all the American Ninja movies. And Principal Strickland. Where do you want to go first? Go Dudikoff, man. I love him in... Nice. Really? In... Yeah, man. Uh, I, lo- I love him in Ringmaster. <laughs> oh, dude. They... See, I'm so out of the loop with movies like this, dude. So, yeah, like, I've heard of them, but, dude, Jamie, you rock. Well, this is one of the guys who... I did not have anything for. Mm-hmm. So I just remembered that when I watched American Ninja 1 through 5, he was nowhere to be found in, like, I think the th- fourth, maybe, and fifth. No, what did he play in the original ones? ones? <laughs> okay, ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, how did you feel, like, or how did it happen that you were replaced in one of the sequels? Like, did you did you not want to do it, or they just wanted something else? No, what happened? What happened was, you know, I, I won't. If you don't care about a franchise, then why should I do it? And I felt like they weren't really caring about how they wrote it. And I, I care about everything that I do on many levels. And uh, so, <clears throat> I just thought, well, if you want to, if you don't care, I really don't want to do it. So, I kind of handed it off to. Uh, to the next, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, if your heart's not in it, that's it. Well, yeah, my heart's in everything I do. Yeah. I mean, I work hard, and I, I think that we all should work hard to, 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 for the final product to be, you know, the best that we can do. So you read the script, and you were like, yeah. Well, you know, you started, yeah. There. Or was it the last <laughs> movie you did? You felt, you know, I don't know if I liked how it turned out, or. Well, you do movies in between of those, and 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 you know the energies that go in and out of those and and the the time and efforts that you put into it and when they uh, change those you can just tell that you know they're not really caring and if you don't care why should I why should I want to do that so you didn't you didn't you're not into just getting a paycheck just for work so this doesn't work to you it's I care about everything I do and everything I do on many levels you know from eating to taking care of my body you know, I, I make sure everything I put in my body is is healthy, and I work out every day, and, you know, I'm, I'm constantly reading and trying to be a, a wow, better man. person. That was awesome, bro. Yeah. You know, so... And everybody should be doing that. Well, yeah, you know, you have a longer life, you know, so I, I need... I, I want, a good life. I'm, yeah, a good life. I got two kids. Cool. I have twins. I've got a boy and a girl and, okay, and a beautiful wife. And, uh, yeah, you know, good. I want to make sure that... Okay, yeah, that's stop. enough with that. Okay. Oh, he's a regular dude, though, you know? Like, he's a regular guy. He just wants to chill, and I dig that. That, that guy was cool, man. What's his name again? Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff. Dudikoff. I, yeah. I've, I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah, I like that. That, app- know, that applies to everything. Do you know Ringmaster, the Jerry Springer movie? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, he's the stepdad. 
Oh wow! Okay, all right, I got you. <laughs> I know your name. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Wow, no shit. All right, where do you want to go next? Paulie, Mister Strickland, Lloyd Kaufman, or Kane Roberts? Kaufman, Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman. Mario <laughs> is trying to swallow. Kaufman, Kaufman. All right, Lloyd Kaufman. Here we go. Yeah, buddy. Well, the Toxic Avenger is standing right next to me. Toxie, tell us what's new from Troma. Well, we're going to Cannes next month to uh, premiere our new movie, Return of Duke of High, Volume 1. And what is uh, what is Cannes? Is that like a tuna fish can? What is that? Uh, I believe it's a film festival for all prestigious filmmakers to go, except for Troma. Yeah, we're the unprestigious filmmakers, <laughs> yes, yes. and we'll be at Cannes presenting Return to Newcomb High, Volume 1. Uh, it's going to be an event film, like... Uh, uh, our big fan, uh, Quentin Tarantino, who loves Troma, and we give him some love back, like Kill Bill. We'll have a volume one and a volume two of, of what's the movie, Toxie? Return to Class at Newcomb High. Return, volume one and two. Return to Newcomb High. That's amazing. Now, everyone's wondering what, you know, of course you're big, you know, your Mickey Mouse, your Bugs Bunny is Toxic Avenger. So some people are wondering if we're going to get a Blu-ray of a remastered Toxic Avenger, maybe even one through three. Is it, well, first, we'll stop with that. Is that going to ever happen? Never. It's, Toxie's too good to be blue. He's green. <laughs> Toxie, you don't want a Blu-ray, do you? Come on. Well, we can't have a Blu-ray. We just, we just put out a VHS of Toxie. That's much better than Blu-ray. You can go buy it at www.troma.com safely and securely. And and the obvious next question is part five. Part five, we're writing the script, but thus far we have not succeeded in writing a script that does not suck. That is up to the toxic, uh, the fantastic, we have to, we're not up to the fantastic uh, level of uh, script writing just yet. Right. And, and you on the rights, so would you let somebody remake Toxic Avenger? Somebody is remaking the Toxic Avenger in Hollywood named uh, uh, Akiva Goldsman, uh, big time. He, he made uh, uh, Batman and Robin and... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, beautiful behind, no, I mean a beautiful mind, and uh, he's won an Oscar for uh, writing a beautiful mind. So there is something going on. But oh, wow. Toxie Five, uh, the Toxic Twins, uh, if we uh, can get a decent script, we'll shoot that. But nobody sees our movies anyway, so who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much, buddy. On that happy note, thank you, Toxie. Anything else to say? Well, check out Return uh, Class of Newcomb High when it comes out. Return to Newcomb High, Volume One, next month. Well, Dylan, you won't be kissing any goats lately, will you? No, not this time around. Good. Or sheep. Sheep, you're right. That's good, five. More sheep. Thanks, guys. We couldn't even get a joke right. You won't be kissing any goats, will you? Because, you know, of course he kissed a sheep before he jumped out the window. Yep. Yep. Dude, that was a great fucking interview, bro. Thanks. Well, we're not getting a Blu-ray, I guess. Guess not, man. You've got a good interview. I'll tell you, those motherfuckers are cool as shit. Yeah, so, so far we got two people who I had nothing to say to, and I just asked them anything, so <clears throat> that's that. That's different from our normal shows. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go to Principal Strickland before we go to Kane Roberts, and we'll finish it out with Uncle Paulie from the Rocky movies. Strickland? All right, here's Principal Strickland. For those of you who don't know, that's the Back to the Future principal. Dan got these questions together, and, uh, of course, I messed them up because <laughs> the first question is, what's your favorite um, incarnation of Strickland? Right. And he didn't know what that meant. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. He just didn't, I... he didn't know what incarnation was. So I'm, I'm so stupid that I didn't know how to explain it. So instead of saying when you were 
at your normal age in 85 or when you were back in the 50s or whatever that was or when you were this or when you were that. Instead of that, I said, you know, like in part one or part two. Yeah, dude, he's a principal fucking straight up in the first one. In the second one, he comes to his door with a shotgun right. in the crazy fucking version of the future. And then in the third one, he's a what? He's like a, a Western um, guy, isn't he? Yeah, like he's a cop or not a cop, but yeah, he's something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's so. like a constable or something, whatever. Yeah. Right, here we go. This is Principal Strickland. I forgot his real name. Just look it up if you really want to know. I just wondering, what is your favorite incarnation of the character, Mr. Strickland? Incarnation, what does that mean? Like uh, part two when you were in the, you know. <laughs> okay. No, I, I like part one because that was the biggest success and that that's what made part two and three possible. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, if, if you, what would you rather see, Back to the Future get remade or another sequel? No, neither, neither one, neither <laughs> one. No, no, it's, it's, it sits fine just as it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we did a great job. Yeah, that's, that's all. <laughs> the other, I couldn't find the other question as I was looking through my notes. Ah, whatever, bro. Hey, that's cool. So we got that. Okay, well, real quick though, um, <laughs> about that Lloyd Kaufman interview. Yeah. I did. I love that guy. He's so funny. But do you know that um, he will? He'll be in your movie. Like he'll be in any movie. Oh. Really? <laughs> yeah, he will. He. I mean, he is. A huge supporter of independent film, and Founded it, yeah. to ask him, he will be in your movie. So, um, hmm. you know, I'm, I don't know if like you have to pay him because I you might have to pay him like a hundred dollars or something like that. <laughs> that, that might have been someone. You got to pay him a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know that. I know that he, uh, I mean, he he loves that shit. So he seems really cool. Yeah. But, least you'll randomly see him pop up in movies and you're like what the hell you know, what's yeah, he jamie, doing? jamie don't say that too loud he'll end up in the camp out nightmare remake <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> all right jamie's gonna love this one legendary guitar player for alice cooper kane roberts yeah i do love this one <laughs> if anybody knows look i'm just telling you get this it's a dvd it's called uh, Alice Cooper, The Nightmare Returns. It's a live concert. This is like when the shit's in its prime, man. And Kane Roberts is like the lead guitarist. He's. What do you think the attraction is to Alice Cooper? Like for you, for you guys? Uh, it's dark and sexy, and uh, y- you know, I don't know. His voice just crawls all over my spine too. I don't know. There's just something about his music. Same thing for you, Alex. <laughs> I just like the the tone and the thing he's going for. And Alice Cooper, the thing that's great about him is that although he's like the dark, spooky guy and all that, he's so corny. Oh, he plays golf and, you know. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's so lovable, though. It's a lovable corny. Yeah, Yeah, he's adorable. Um, And he's, you know, really cool. And um... Yeah, he's the corniest cool guy ever. One of the coolest things um, from uh, last year, I think it was for my birthday, Patrick gave me an original copy of of that concert only of on VHS. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm just like, oh. And that's the sort of thing I geek over. But <laughs> yeah, so this guy is awesome. He's like a jacked up guitar player. He's like the epitome of like... Heavy metal, like from big jack guitar players. Like, it's just, he's just, nice. he, he looks like a bodybuilder, but he's playing like heavy metal guitar. It's really funny. Mm. 
Mm. And it's also complete 80s cheese, but it's it's great 80s cheese. It's like if you love all these horror movies, man, you'll love this guy. So look, go on YouTube, actually, if you really don't want to pay for it. I mean, it, you could just type in Alice Cooper, The Nightmare Returns Live, and you'll see it. And you'll see Kane Roberts. You'll know who it is when you see him. Is he a good guitarist, bro? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah? So nice. so this was a really good interview. Uh, just If you're not into him, just try to get into it. Uh, it's just really cool, man. I mean, this guy is like... Like the real deal, man. So check yeah, it out. I know nothing of Alice Cooper other than what I know of him now and what type of person. That's why I asked you guys those questions. I I don't I never got into it, never saw the attraction or whatever. But I know a lot, a lot of people fucking dig him. So yeah, man, play that shit for him. For this guy, I had questions, but I I looked only at the first one, and from there we just did a normal thing, and I kind of didn't ask the big one I wanted to ask because he seemed. When I first say, "Can you do an interview?" He goes like, "Right now," I was like. Uh, yeah. Just, like, a couple questions. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Mm. And then he was really, really into it. He kind of liked what we were talking about, but even well, still. Get, you know, they don't get a lot of those, so, yeah. It's yeah, kinda, even yeah. still, I just I felt guilty, so I didn't ask my other stuff. Ah, uh, that's all right. But bro. this is good, though, man. Check this out. Sure. All right, cool. I'm with Kane Roberts right now. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Big fan. And um, your whole experience with Alice Cooper, because like, one of my favorite, you know, DVDs of The Nightmare Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you record uh, a lot of songs with him, or were you just more of a live guy with him? No, we, um, Alice had just come out of a long hiatus, you know, he hadn't been playing that much, and he'd come out of rehab, and he was sort of getting it together, and the thing was that rather than come back and just say, okay, Alice survived, and he's playing again, and he's doing the songs, you know, the oldies sort of a thing, Alice and I decided to have him come back with a lot more power, kind of a nuclear Alice, you know, and we wanted to compete with some of the other bands that were out there, Ozzy and stuff like that, so we didn't want to be influenced by them, but we wanted to just come up with a new, sort of a heavier, uh, sonically and spiritually heavier sounding Alice, so um, we put together that, that, that tour, and you can see, like, there were new songs, and our treatment of the Alice classic songs, which, you know, I'm like everybody else, the original band was kind of my lexicon for a lot of things later on, yeah. uh, we were very careful on trying Trying to make it heavy, but preserving, you know, Alice's right, right. original attitude and and anger and you know his culture of violence. That's what Alice and I called it. So, you know, playing on stage with him was, you know, sometimes you could get injured, you know, because because there were so many things flying around, and we, we called it kind of a culture of violence on stage. But yeah, I wrote and recorded live with him, and, play, and, and I mean, recorded with him and played live. Yeah. Oh, okay, which albums were you on? Uh, Constrictor, which was his first comeback record, okay. was produced by uh, Bo Hill. And then Raise Your Fist and Yell, which was uh, produced by um, uh, Michael Wagner. So yeah, yeah And those yeah. obviously were more powerful than the, you know, the yeah, earlier. And, and Raise Your Fist, Alice and I got really dark on that one. The, the tour was actually banned in a lot of places because well, he and I are such big horror film guys. So, you know, he was, the, he was one of the few guys that I could mention, Herschel Gordon Lewis, and he knows who that is, you know. So we got into making... Um, that album, uh, there's one section in it, it's a trilogy, and it's about a uh, uh, serial killer. So the, the stage uh, scene was very, very kind of gory, and, and you know, uh, I just I just did a rock and roll fantasy camp with Alice, and he and I were talking about how the trilogy today, we almost can't do it because it changes the entire show. So he can't do it with his current band, but, you know, it was one of our favorite things. Yeah, ah, okay. yeah. And when you he recorded the, uh, the new Nightmare, uh, Welcome to My Nightmare, yeah, 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 yeah. how come you guys didn't get together? for that because I thought that would have been I was looking you know, forward to you being on you that. know it's funny uh, he and I always talk about playing together again 
right now we're kind of best friends. So, um, but since we since the camp, we did play some songs together, and we were looking at each other, and we had dinner later, and we started talking about maybe doing some stuff. So, you know, first thing I'm going to do is try to do some writing with Alice, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But he has a great band now. So, yeah, 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 with that chicken. I love that, that band. Yeah, yeah. I just saw him about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What do you think of that new album, the Welcome to My Nightmare? You know, I, I listened to it a little bit. I I, I thought it was it was uh, it was you know it's a good thing. I mean, I, Alice could. Uh you know, write, write a uh, phone book and I'd, I'd be into it. So, yeah. I mean, I really love it. I just love hearing his voice. The thing I keep thinking about is how his playing, his uh, singing, is so so vibrant now. It's improving in a lot of areas. I mean, his original stuff, like Public Animal Number 9, was my my favorite, one of my favorite Alice songs. And we could, so, kind of went for that sound on some of the stuff off of Raise Your Fist and Yell. But... Now his his vocals are so in tune and so strong, and it's still got the Alice attitude. I'm just really impressed. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. that's great. And one last thing, like, uh, so obviously you were in a bodybuilding and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far did you take that? And and like, uh, were you more passionate about that or guitar was like completely yeah, equal? Yeah, guitar was was everything for me. Um, Alice and I do one of the reasons why we did hook up because we came became friends immediately. Is we have obsessive personalities, so I got into it. Just the same way he got into golf, and I started going crazy lifting weights. It just became part of my life and something that I was doing. So um, the funny thing is, uh, this right before the first tour, a kid walks in with this gun guitar, 18 years old. He built it, and I was kind of laughing at it. And then I played it, and it played so well. So I, we decided we put it in the show. And then people started saying, you know, Kane Roberts, uh, Kane Rambo Roberts. And I'm so clueless. I was going, why are they saying that? And then I looked at a picture of him and a picture of me. And, of course, yeah. But, but you know, the music has always been, you know, the, my number one concern. That's what that's my passion. And that's what I get all my gratification from. So, yeah. And you're amazing, man. I could watch that. I mean, it's all I have of you except for yeah. those albums. I could watch that forever, dude. And you're like, I always focus on you, really. Like, I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, this guy, I love Kane Roberts. Like, oh, that is, thanks, man. He's the greatest, and you made it You're epic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You did great. Thanks a lot, yeah. man. Thanks for talking to us, too. Oh, no sweat, man. That's good. Yes, that's that. <laughs> you love that, dude, huh? Man-crushing, dude. Man-crushing. You were so cute, crushing all over him. Did you get his phone number? I actually did. Now I'm his best friend. <laughs> actually, if I was witty, I would have said two things. I would have said, how come you never got Alice into freaking working out? He looks like a spaghetti. <laughs> That's a good question, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Jesus Christ, that guy couldn't lift a toothbrush. <laughs> he looks like a hang on, I'm not done with the first one. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> looks like a spaghetti. Okay. Yeah, yeah it looks like walking spaghetti. And you then fucking meatball. And then I then I would have said, why did you and Alice break up to begin with? What what was the reason you stopped being in the band? But I, I'm just I don't know why I didn't ask that. I don't, well, it was a really good interview, and I loved oh, hearing awesome. him. I loved hearing him talk. I love how passionate he was about it. That was awesome. Thank you for that, Alex. Personally, I oh, enjoyed. Thanks. Okay, now we got the grand finale. I got this one was tough, man. Like this dude's manager, Paulie from Rocky. You know Burt Young. Hey, Paulie. Hey, yo, Paulie. Hey, yo, Paulie. I just, I had, I, just so you know, I didn't pay any of these people. 
Like everybody pays them twenty or forty dollars for an autograph <laughs> and a picture. Are you serious, dude? I just said imagine? I walked up to them and I said, "Hey, can you?" Uh, he goes, "Hey, yo, Paulie. Hey, yo, Paulie. You want to do an interview? You lazy bum. Hey, yo, Paulie. I ain't giving you no twenty dollars. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying you for shit. But do you want to talk to me? You want to talk to me one on one? I got That's the That's one skill. thing I have to say about you, Alex. Is you've got fucking balls. Like he, I, yeah, <laughs> he just, you'll walk up to people. It's like, hey, how about a few questions? And they're like, what, right now? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many people I had to. You, if you only heard how many times I went to a table on the asshole next to them who runs all this shit with the money and bullshit, they're like, do you want a picture of these or do you want this or do you want that? I'm like, no, just I just want to talk to them on. Uh, just want to do a little interview, and they're like, yeah. "Like now?" And I'm, I'm like, "Yeah." I make them feel uncomfortable, and I make believe that they're weird if they turn me down. <laughs> you fucking, fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, they are. Oddly enough, the only person who turned me down was William Forsyth. Mm. I went to his yeah, table. Wait. He must have been to one too many conventions in in Parsippany, and uh, New Jersey is where it was. Nobody was at his table. And you had washed up 80s actors. And the line never ended. That's surprising, man. I would definitely want to talk to him until uh, until I heard what happened. And then, yeah, not so yeah. yeah, he's an asshole. Uh-huh. So I went up to him and I'm like, hey, William, how you doing, man? Big fan. Uh, hey, can you do a little interview for, uh, for my show, my radio show real quick? And, you know, it could have been a real radio show. He didn't know it was a podcast. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know it wasn't legit. Yeah, right. He didn't know it was the complete illegitimacy. <laughs> he, didn't know, he didn't know who he was fucking with. <laughs> he didn't know, like, a thousand people would hear compared to two million. Yeah, he doesn't know these assholes make fucking Teen Wolf masturbation jokes. <laughs> so so he goes, no, 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 man. Um, tomorrow. I'm like, I look around. No one's around. <laughs> <laughs> like what you got something more pressing? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be here tomorrow, Will. <laughs> and then he goes he goes, Tomorrow, tomorrow, man. Not now. And I, I literally look behind me and I look back, I go, No one's here at your table. <laughs> and then he just looked at me and glared. Oh no. And I was like, Alright, big fan, bro, thanks. Appreciate wow, it. Wow, the worst I stare, dude. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, I got the same stare that he gave that chick in Devil's Rejects when she said how great it was to kill his brother. Oh man, that stare would have fucking scared the shit out of me. So would you? So you were just like, all right, dude, fuck you. Yeah, he was just waiting for his delivery of coke and whores. Well, dude, and, and think about it. He was waiting for it, but uh, if he didn't have any people giving him money, he was probably pissed about that. On top of it, so yeah. there you go. Well, I, actually, as I, I'm such a dick, and everyone knows this at this point, so I True. might as well just tell you what I really did. As I walked away, I said he had pictures of all his stuff, and he was uh, Flat Top from Dick Tracy, so I just... He was? Yeah. <laughs> so I go, oh, Flat Top, cool, man, good roll. And I just walked away. Uh, <laughs> you are such a dick. Wow. I would have fucking jumped over the channel and shut up. <laughs> I was like, Flat Top, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then uh, that's him. He's an ass. Hey, listen, oh. I still love him in those movies. I'm not going to let that taint. Me up, dude. And I don't mean the taint, the space between. No. 
I, I'm not going to let that taint my um, my moving experience, but just so everyone knows, he's a dick. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, now let's get to the legendary. Well, I mean, to be fair, he kind of looks like a dick. He looks like an asshole. Like in real life, I'm looking at him. His hair, his gray hair, that's long and combs straight back, and the way he sits, <coughs> he sits there expecting us to be kissing his balls. It's like, dude, you you think a lot of yourself, man. And you could just tell this guy loves himself. You know, like a lot of people we know who can't get out of the mirror. Yeah, sorry. No, not you. You know, people who just talk about themselves for 90 minutes. Stare at myself every day for about 90 minutes, then I do a show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> During that show, I talk about myself, talking about myself, looking in the mirror earlier. I did a lot day. of great things in my life. Come on. Yeah, yeah we're interested. All right, so we're going to get to Burt Young. This is Paulie. Rocky, one, one, all, all the Rockies. You know, Paulie, come on. I have to explain this shit. Here we go. Uh, is it true that you really didn't want to do Rocky 6? No, I wanted to do 6. I didn't want to do 2. <laughs> you didn't want to do 2? Um, if Sylvester uh, decides to do another one, would you be a part of it? Of course. How could they do without me? <laughs> um, how, how ridiculous did you think the robot was in Rocky 4? And did anyone try to talk any sense into Sylvester? No, it was his idea. He wrote everything. Did you think it was crazy when that robot came out? I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was funny. Um, what kind of guy was Rodney Dangerfield off off camera? Very really nice, a little jumper, a little nervous, but he was a nice man. Yeah. And uh, one last thing: uh, Are you a millionaire just from the Rocky movies alone? I've been a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And could you say one thing? Say, uh, this is Burt Young, and you're listening to the Skeleton Crew. Hello, this is Burt Young, and I'm listening. You're listening to the Skeleton Crew, and I don't sweat, yo. Awesome. Thank you, man. <laughs> what the did you say? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What the fuck did he just say? He tried to say it, but he couldn't get it out. He said he's oh. listening to. That was cute. He was cool. He's so cute. Hey, yo, Polly. So cute. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like did him. I, did I get out of that? I don't sweat you. Yeah, he goes. I don't sweat you. He said that in all the Rockies. Remember? Oh, that's wow. I'm an asshole. Oh, you're right. That's great. So that's that, man. Those are all the interviews I got from uh, Chiller Theater. Fun, nice, though. Nice. What what a random bunch of randomness, but it was so fun. <laughs> that's how it goes. And one of the, you know, this is one of those behind the scene type of things. But one one of our favorite fucking things to do is have them do the drops. It's so much fun, dude. Yeah. We think about stupid lines that we can fucking, you know, degrade ourselves with and fucking put our own <laughs> show down and make us look like assholes. And it's fun, man. You know, nothing better than getting a celebrity to say you're a fucking asshole. Exactly. <laughs> Just like when Danny Trejo said, I don't listen to the skeleton crew and I don't text either. <laughs> or the other way around. You don't text. Yeah, you don't listen to the skeleton crew neither. And Bill Mosley, I like to keep my standards low. That way I'm never disappointed. But this is what I'm saying, though. Like, that's one of my favorite things to do on the show, I got to say, is just fucking sit around and say. Oh, dude, we have the greatest plethora of, like, people doing that. This is so much fucking fun, bro. <laughs> oh, Jamie, are you having fun yet? I'm always having fun. <laughs> She's still waiting for that fun we kept speaking of. 
Legally, legally, there's still several months that I have to give you to fulfill your end of the contract, but you know. I'm going to tickle everyone's ass with a feather right now to let them know what show is coming up very soon. Hi, this is Catherine Isabel. I thought being stuck to Freddy versus Jason was bad. This shit's probably going to be worse. You're listening to the Skeleton Crew exclusively at HorrorBed.com. Catherine Isabel. Nailed it, dude. She was a fucking pro. My new girlfriend. Good lord. Fuck you, yo. You, you got a girlfriend. Shit. No. Yeah, so that's that. I hope you guys enjoyed the interviews. I busted my ass. I know that it just seems like real quick stuff, but it took a lot. To- no, we appreciate it. And hey, guys, real quick before we go, I want to uh, tell everybody we're going to post it again on the uh, on the Facebook pages, but uh, Hanover House, they're trying to get a uh, little cash going on the Indiegogo, so don't be a little bitch and donate some money, even if it's five bucks. And uh, So yeah, I just want to throw that in there real quick before we get out of here. Real quick, too, Matt Wiesel is trying to sell Skeleton Crew t-shirts on Facebook. So, guys, yeah. they're very cool. He if came up with... Want, if you don't want to admit that you own one when you go out in public, you can always turn it wrong side out. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants to admit they listen to this. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of them say boobs on them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He has a cool one. He came up with a really nice design of a skull and a microphone. I don't even know how... How does that even exist? Like, maybe you could put two different things together? I don't know. Uh, do Matt's a I wish there was some sort of incentive that we could give people to... to buy a shirt? To buy a shirt? Yeah, like, um... I don't know. I can't think of anything. <laughs> okay, I got this. I got one. You want one? Ready? This is probably going to embarrass us because nobody will still buy one, but if anyone buys a shirt and they take a picture with the shirt on, they come on this amazing show. <laughs> People just shut the show off because of that. You hear the crickets, <laughs> and the crickets rejoice. Yeah, the shows, the the shows, the shirts are twenty dollars with shipping. That's not bad, man. I went to this convention, dude, and like every shirt was like twenty five bucks. No, but like Alex said, though, for real, those fucking designs are fucking boss, dude. Like the. Uh, I love- for us because he loves us and because the crew is family this is just his expression and his of his appreciation yeah and that x the the girl with the axe that represents jamie coming onto the show so all all the all the people who really dig jamie that's my favorite one yeah that i like i have that one and And on the back it says uh it says blood boobs and beer and (laughs) no i love that i mean i love wearing that shit out and then people are like Oh, like, ooh, the skeleton crew. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's one of my shows. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Don't you feel special, Dan? It says bluzz. Bluzz? Bluzz, bloobs, bleeps. <laughs> you should make a new one that says bluzz, boobies, and booze. <laughs> boobies. <laughs> boobies. Anyway, yeah, that is that was so, that was such an honor for me when he, uh, when he designed shirts. It was, it was incredible. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll be back after this important message, and uh, we're going to put a little song out. This is for everybody who uh, has a problem with uh, the show or, or anything that goes on here. Fuck off. All right, listen. I need you to focus. I need you to go dig deep in your mind. This is important. We are going to perform an experiment of the sorts. I'm going to have to ask you to bear with me for a moment. Now I need you to open 
Your mind, your eyes, close them. You are now about to be placed under my hypnosis. For the next four and a half minutes, we are going to explore into your mind to find out why you're so fucking jealous. Now, why did they make you who? Pippity caca poo poo. Psych, I'm kidding. I just wanted to see if you're still listening. Okay, now I need your undivided attention. Sir, I have a question. Why do I always sense this undeniable tension? From the moment that I enter into the room, it gets all quiet and whispers. Whenever there's conversation, why am I always mentioned? I've been dying to ask, it's been itching at me. Is it just because you're just jealous of me? Cause you, you just can't do what I do. So instead of just admitting it, you walk around and say all kinds of really mean things about me. Cause you're a meanie. But it's only cause you're just really jealous of me Cause I'm what you wanna be So you just look like an idiot when you say these mean things Cause it's so easy to see You're really just a big weenie Big weenie Alright, now I, I just flubbed a line I was going to say something extremely important But I forgot who or what it was I fucked up Psych, I'm kidding again, you idiot No, I didn't That's just what you wanted to hear from me Is that I fucked up, ain't it? For many people, the reason why they're idiots is not necessarily that their brain doesn't work that well. It's like they got in a terrible pattern, like really early in life, and they have become a, a dumb fuck, and they're stuck, and they're, they live with a bunch of other dumb fucks, so they get all this negative energy all the time. They're constantly dealing with conflicts at home that are meaningless, but distract them from, from getting good at anything in life or from getting your own personal shit together because all your energy is being diverted towards conflicts. Like That's why it's so important to not have negative people in your life. Because if you're trying to evolve, and I think you, I know you are, and I am, and uh, all of our friends are, everyone's trying to improve as a person. It's very difficult to fucking figure out how to be a person. It's very difficult to figure out how to manage your energy and know when you're wrong and know when you're being upset for no reason. It's it's a tricky thing, you know. And you one of the most important things about it is you need to pay attention. You need to have time to, to think about your own, uh, your own interactions with other people, to think about like, the way you behave, to think about the way you think, to think about like, the, the direction that you're moving in the, in the world. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of energy. And if your energy is being spent constantly dealing with bullshit, constantly dealing with fucking stupid fights that are over nothing with your girlfriend or with a buddy who's a shithead and always apologizes but then is a shithead again... Matt's game. All right, let's go to Matt's game. Matt's game. Okay, ready? For Jamie, we'll put the uh, we'll play the Friday Thirteenth Part Three versus Seven game. Interesting. Let's see what this is about. Oh, you don't even know? No. Cool. All right, boneheads. Here's your challenge for today. The first movie is one of Alex and Dan's favorites, and that is Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. 3D. Uh, the death I chose was where the yo-yo handstand walking dude, I forget his name, was cut in half by Jason. Probably one of the best deaths in the Friday 13th series. Andy is his name. Up against the movie 7, the classic thriller David Fincher 7. And that is where the young lady gets... Fucked to death by a knife dildo. Right, <laughs> OMG. 
Fucked to death <laughs> by a knife dildo or cut in half by a machete. There you go, guys. Choose your death. Ew. Wait. So is it so choose your death meaning which one would be less painful or which yeah, one? Well, I best? guess which which one you want, you know, for whatever reason. And, of course, everyone out there, I know, every person out there is going, of course, Jimmy's going to go for the being dead. I'm not, honestly. (laughs) I choose the machete because every time I watch Seven, that shit freaks me out. I I can't even, Mm. no, 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 no. It's like that, that is not an option. So just slice me in half and let it be over with. I, I totally agree, Jamie. I, I think it's a little different reason, though. I figure if you're doing a headstand, uh, you got you got all the blood rushing to your head, so it would probably be like, uh, you know, at least you're going out with a little fucking head rush as opposed to <laughs> fucking the other one. But well, either way, okay, you're going to die. You're fucked. Yeah. You'd die faster going. You'd die faster if you were on your head because then, <laughs> I mean, if you're doing a handstand, because, like, he'd, he'd hit your groin and go straight down, but, like, otherwise, he's got to go through your head first, and that shit's going to hurt. And, yeah. <laughs> but you'll go quicker though. Yeah. It, like no pain once that brain goes, dude. Your brain goes, your body goes. So yeah. yeah, it's fucked up. Oh, that's a fucked up question, Matt. Why you gotta go then, B? Yeah. No, I I'd have to I'd have to go with that though for sure. Yeah, I have a very simple answer for me. Um obviously for a guy, I we would have to take the death a different way and I don't want to get fucked in the ass with anything. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with the handstand. <laughs> Amen. Alright, so we've got three machetes across the board. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, isn't that crazy though? Like how how we don't like that movie, and it's just uh, that's an awesome death, dude. That's one of my favorites, actually, dude. That's cool. And you uh, guys don't like that movie. Fuck he that knows movie. I love that movie. Well, Richard Brooker died a little while ago, like uh, yeah, like, uh, three four weeks ago, and I I watched part three in honor of that, and yep. uh, it was the best watch yet. So that's good. It's it's slowly rising. I think I give it a three or four now. I openly admit three or four. I openly admit, uh, or you mean out of five? Mm-mm. You mean out of ten? Okay, I give it a three out of five. I like it. Um, that's good. Okay. okay, I um will it openly admit that a lot of my love for that film is nostalgic? Exactly. That's what I've been trying to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you? Say? I I say that all Preach the time. Preach it, Jamie. I, I mean, there is no denying that I have a special love for certain films for reasons of of nostalgia and just, what do you call it? Not sympathy. Um, sentimental. Senti- yeah. Right. Um, like, okay, for instance, Rawhead Rex. I knew you were going to mention that. I love the shit out but of Rawhead Rex. don't mention Jaws, though. They f- <laughs> mm. Jaws is fucking awesome. You're turning you into the Michael J. of the show. I love a lot of shitty movies, but it's because it doesn't mean they're good. It means that I love them. There's a difference. Wow. That's another. That's why I don't like number ratings, dude. Because it's. I mean, as far as like a, I'm going to give this movie not. Um, yeah, because like you know that's not a ten, but you still love it. Yeah. <clears throat> right, but mm. I'm not going to give it a fucking two. You know, mm-hmm. even if I think, even if I know for a fact it deserves one. Well, you dude. know. Because that's that is also part of I'm in the I love these movies because I'm passionate about them and because I care about them and because of how they make me feel. I'm damn sure not going to deny any of that and give it a straight technical rating. You know, I mean that's just boring. So damn it, what's the matter? We wasted the first thirty-five shows, Dan. 
Nah, dude, we are. But I know everybody likes to make a joke out of it, dude. But we never fucking said we hated this movie, dude. There's so many good parts in it, dude. But there's a lot of shitty parts. Like, uh, I know a lot of people love the biker gang, dude. I think it's fucking stupid. A lot of people... Really? I love those guys. Dude, that's what I'm saying. But, I, you know, but, but I'm saying, though, like, the, between them and between fucking Shelly, who... Everybody loves Shelly or whatever. Okay, fine. It is what it is. I think he's a shitty character. Yep. And then you get the potheads on top of oh, that dude. Horrible. And, 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 and then accompanied with the uh, with the old crazy guy, I think it's a lot of dumb characters in a cool yeah. Jason movie. But you get the whole rape thing too, which I could what I roll with that. I don't even give a fuck. It is what it is, dude. But I'm saying like the movie as a as a whole, dude. And then you put it up against four. Sit down. Exactly, right, yeah. As soon as you see four, it's like, uh, there was a list that Jason posted on our <clears throat> Facebook page. Everybody, join our Facebook. And Jason posted a uh, thing there about he, somebody ranked the Friday 13th in order, and three was rightfully very low. Mm. What they said was that, um, maybe I can find it, but what, what they said was that uh, at this point, the uh, series was treading water, pretty much part four was doing the same thing, but when you turn off four, you feel like you just watched something great, and when you turn off three, it's just like, well, that went nowhere. Well, no, 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 not at all. I don't feel that. I just yeah, but you, you're too, you're too sentimental with it. Though. No, I, I am oh. sentimental, yes, but I'm not completely sentimental. I'm not. Mental. She's like, I am. You know, <laughs> I do love the movie, and I recognize that a lot of my love for it has to do with. Um, with nostalgia, like I said, but it's not like it's really crazy bad. It's not blind I mean, nostalgia. If nothing else, it deserves respect for being the origin of the mask. Oh, Jamie, what it, you know, it, I hate that. at the very least, you have to give it that much. Without that, without this one, then the other ones would never have been because this is where it all came from. So. You know, whether you like it or not, it's there. It doesn't matter. It's part of the canon. That's it exists. I like I like the word mythos better than canon. And I well then use the word mythos while I use the word canon. But then man seeing this in the theater in three D, that was pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the article you uh, were referring to, dude, uh, it, it basically says all the same things that we said before, and it says uh, it's notable for three things. Jason finds its mask. It's implied that Jason raped someone once, and the fact that, that it was filmed in 3D. Now, some of those things, that's what it's notable for, but, you know, like you just said, Jamie, it's all subjective shit once you get into, uh, you know, the story of it or whatever, and uh, I just didn't like a lot of the characters in it. I thought Jason was great. I uh, I actually like the 3D He's thing. He's my I favorite guess. Jason ever. Is it? Okay, word. But yeah, that, I, love the, like, I love the way not... he stalks in this. Okay. I mean... I don't like that walk he did when he walked away from Vera when he killed her. And he's like, and it, yeah, and he's like almost like a retard kind of a little bit, but even if... Hey, retard! Hey, retard! Get over here, retard! Stop swinging that ass, retard! But, uh, yo, but it's just one of those things where I, I like a lot of that movie, but it just, uh, if you rank, if, you know, like, we're sitting there ranking fucking which one we like more and shit, and I think it wouldn't be as bad if it wasn't right 
after uh right before four because i love four four is my favorite and that's what i that's like the only reason i actually no i'm sorry not the only reason but that's the main reason i like three is because of the lead in and it's right before four i love that dude it's great because four is one of my all-time favorite horror movies not only friday the 13th movies it's just one of my favorites you know and uh so yeah so that's how i rate it but dude it, what was it everybody fucks around and shit but dude we don't hate that movie dude it ain't that bad. yeah we're just kidding it's just not one of my favorite jason movies fucking sit down it ain't it ain't that so, bad yo sometimes when you try to like prove a point you gotta go you gotta exaggerate just to get that point across because you feel like you know well everybody says this so i'm gonna really give it to them and i think well there's a lot of points out there and you gotta be specific with it <laughs> uh, yeah so right yeah well that's that so, thank you, Matt, and we have more coming up from the Matt Wiesel game. Yes, sir. Yeah, Robert, you're on the air. Robert, you there? Well, we lost him. Freddie and Jason, the movie, made $34 million? 37 I think. $37 million, man. Wow. I knew that would be a big one. When I heard the concept of Freddy Krueger versus Jason, I'm cool. telling you, until we started talking about it on Thursday... I had absolutely. I even got a, a note about a screening of it, and I was like, "Oh my God, Jason versus Freddy! Who wants to see that?" Turns out I did. Yeah, it's good. I mean, uh, I mean, you wouldn't want to see Freddy Krueger take on Jason. I have to admit, the fight. There were a couple of fights that were incredible. Really, they were great. Was Freddy Krueger like the very visible Freddy Krueger, or was unfortunately he, they, he was too much in the light? Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. when they do that, man. I wish you know, they go they back. They could have kept him darker and scarier. Yeah, because, I mean, the makeup isn't that great. Yeah. It's, like, very obviously a mask. You know it's that dude in makeup. Right. Mm. And it's just like, but, I mean, the mask is even, like, it doesn't look like burned flesh. Yeah, the first F Freddy Krueger, it, it looked really cool. Yeah. Like, he was scared of Freddy Krueger. And then the second one was cool, too. And then, like, the by the seventh one, you know, it was just like... He's in the light. He might as well have a, a Halloween mask. shoes yeah. on and be doing a Broadway show. Yeah. So they kind of ruined the mystery of Freddy Krueger. But I would still go see Freddy Krueger versus Jason from Halloween. And uh, quite frankly, I think his voice was different this time, too. Wasn't Freddy's regular voice. He sounded like Jeff Currow. Yeah. It was like Captain Jenks doing a con ed. It's me, Freddy. I'm going to scratch you, and then I'm going to have a beer. Let's go, baby. But the fight sequences are fun. Larry, you're on the air. Hey, God, what's up? You guys are from the skeleton crew. you got exactly three seconds to get off my porch with your nuts intact. And I know you're all a bunch of fucking slackers. <laughs> okay, well, wait. <laughs> to give you the story, here's the, here are the rules. All right, this is what I was told. I, you're giving, I was given absolutely no prep time whatsoever. It's just they throw you the topic and you got to go. Okay? So I had to do a rap. And this was my, and this is how it goes down. It's like, he looks at me and he goes, potatoes, go. <laughs> and and I just dive right into <laughs> bake to fried. I like them on the side of my plate with a burger or a steak. Dip them in ketchup or even mayo, and those are the ways I eat my potatoes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we hit a new low. Oh. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Cleveland. <laughs> Who would have thought? I told you it was bad. <laughs> but 
We all could I'm... rip it in this show. That's how we roll in. <laughs> it's time to rip it, and I don't care if you stitch it up. Give a fuck. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Alex can't no, rap. Seriously, though, it's that's like not bad. Crap. That's not bad for on-the-spot bullshit. I thought that was, that was really good. You did good. Toss me words. I'll rap to it. Go. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, ready? We have enough show. Believe me, we're already over like five hours again. Alex, Alex hates this show. We are at okay. Really quick, we have a Blu-ray giveaway. Blu-ray giveaway. Blu-ray giveaway. Blu-ray giveaway. You have to belong to our Facebook. Yeah, just look. Just, just type in the skeleton. You'll find our Facebook, and it we put it everywhere. So you have to find it. Sure. <laughs> we put it everywhere, so you have to find it. Not that and hard to find. You find I don't know what you're looking for. You also find us. So yeah. come on and join us anyway. If you want to find us, you. you'll find us. Don't make me bribe you for your attention. <laughs> <laughs> we also reactivated our YouTube channel, so you could listen to us on YouTube. And just so everybody knows, you don't have to actually watch the video. It's the same thing the whole three hours. <laughs> yeah. You could just listen and walk away. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's that. <laughs> and now we got the Blu-ray giveaway. Now here's... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the Blu-rays we're giving away. And aren't we so nice? What other show will do this for you? Here, the, here are the Blu-rays we're giving away. Tell them what they've won. The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Yes. Ooh, me, I, we're in Texas, right? Me, I'm the one. Yeah, well, you can <laughs> enter, I think. The Burning. The Burning. And those two aren't even out yet, so we're good. The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys 2. The Tribe. The Lost Boys 3. The Thirst. <laughs> the Vampire something. I can't find it. I can't see. The Vampire, what is that called? I don't know. The Vampire... Larry. What are we giving away, Johnny? Lovers? Lovers? Vampire Lovers. Not interested. Okay. <laughs> Stitches. Yes. <gasps> Ooh. Yes. We're giving that... And I know Jamie, Jamie wants that because she thinks that is beautiful looking. She likes it's, the look of the movie. Please you suck it. <laughs> it is beautiful. There's a lot to be said. Good kills, too. That That's a good fucking thing. Yeah, pick. hell yeah. That's what saved it for me, honestly. Yeah. If it, it wasn't as gory and gorgeous as it was, then I would have been bored as shit. Stitches. <laughs> 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 and the DVD that's in there is MP2V. That's a, a movie of these cool people I met at that convention, and we'll have a, a interview with them on the next show. I just talked to them for about uh, 18 minutes, cool. exactly. And they tell us about that movie. I watched it. It's pretty cool. If you like, uh, it's like, uh, I, the way I think of it is, you'll like that movie if you like amateur porn compared to regular studio porn. Oh, really? Yeah, like if you're a zero tolerance, if you're a... Uh, like Wicked or... Wicked. <laughs> Bang Bros. Bang, no, that, that's also sort of <laughs> official. But who are the ones that make you wear condoms in their studio? What, who, what studio is that? I don't know, because I actually... Vivid. 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 vivid entertainment. Yeah. So if you like amateur porn compared to Vivid, I think you'll like MP2V. So we'll talk about it later in the next show. Yes, indeed. But that's one of the DVDs we're giving away. So guys, if you want to win this, here's what you do. On our Facebook page, you just say, I would like a Blu-ray. <laughs> and judging by who wrote it in order, that order is how I'll give away the eight Blu-rays and one DVD. Ooh, so who's on top of the show first? 
That's what's exactly. good. What's good? Yo, we're going to see who's really real son. And you're going to make Matt, like, what? sprain his wrist trying to dive for the key. What? <laughs> right the now. Show. Right now. If you're hitting this, look, go on you the face. You know he's listening outside the keyhole anyway. You can you, see that motherfucker know. if you look out. I know. He's hanging at the dungeon, like, yeah. constantly. <laughs> he's always peeking through the bars and the little window in the door. I see him. Like, I see him. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> you guys want me to cook you a falafel? <laughs> I want some of those strawberries. Did you see the food porn he posts? I want some of those strawberries. <laughs> He's oh, posting. I yeah, I believe that. Yeah, Matt's like, come on, come on, I got a quiche in the oven. Quiche in the oven. <laughs> Matt was out. Quiche in the oven. Yeah, Matt. Matt's like the prisoner of Castle Mare. He just sat there till he died, and <laughs> he looks like us. So that's that. All you gotta do is say, I want one of these things, and you have to be the first like nine people. That's all. No pressure. <laughs> no. no pressure. Just say I want one, and that's how you get one. Run, run now. <laughs> run, Forrest. If I'm gonna get my chance, then I'm gonna grab it. Rabbit, run. What's up, skeleton crew boners? It's your friend Matt here, and I am back with a segment that I like to call. 10 second interviews. What this is, is I'm going to be sitting down with horror movie icons, uh, names like Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, uh, Carrie, um, uh, Ghostface, uh, Spider-Man. I I don't fucking know. I'm recording this before I booked anybody. But anyways, I'm going to be sitting down with these people, round table style, and I'm going to ask them questions, rapid fire, 10 second bursts. Questions like, uh, how do you choose your victims? Um, uh, how do you like your steak cooked? Um, do, do you poop regularly? Uh, uh, jerk off techniques, you know, stuff like that. It's just off the top of my head. Uh, so without any further ado, let's get into it. 10 second interviews. All right, here we go. Is everybody ready? All right. Uh, Engineer Eric, are you ready over there with that clock? Okay, here we go. And in three, two, interview. All right, everybody. I'm sitting here with uh, the legendary Michael Myers from Haddonfield, Illinois. Now, Michael, every year on Halloween, you... Fuck. Okay. Uh, hello. I'm sitting here with Freddy Krueger from Springwood, Illinois. Freddy, when you put that glove on, does it make you... Okay, fucking shit. Uh, Jason Voorhees. Now, your mother... Really seems like the kind of person that would sort fuck me. Okay, uh, Norman Bates, thank you for coming on the show. You're a legend. Uh, now you've been running the Bates Motel for about uh, shit. Okay, uh, producer Pete, can we slow this down at all? I mean, this is I didn't really think this we can't. Okay, fuck me. Uh, moving on, Victor Crowley. Okay, thank you uh, for being here. All the way from Louisiana. Now, every now you seem to be shit. Okay, uh, 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 the miner from my bloody Valentine. Say something now. Okay, that's just a Darth Vader rip. Uh, fuck. Okay, uh, back to Michael Myers. Just, just say, just say something. You don't fucking talk. Okay, why did I fucking bring you on here? Uh, okay, forget it. Forget it. Uh, producer Pete. Just let's shut it down. Engineer Eric, stop that clock. This just isn't working. Oh, man, I should have 
I really didn't think this through. Uh, Producer Pete, let's shut it down. We got to retool this. Uh, thank, thank you to all my guests. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to coming in. Uh, I'll be back with a reformatted show, probably uh, 20 second interviews or something. Uh, so until then, I love you, Mom. You're no saint. You got a free cab, you got a free room, and someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? Didn't that give you some sort of clue, like, hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it? You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are, that are funny or, or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. Honey, I'd, li- I'd like you to meet Del Griffith. He's got some amusing anecdotes for you. Oh, and here's a gun so you can blow your brains out. You'll thank me for it. I, I-, I could tolerate any-, any insurance seminar. For days, I could sit there and listen to them go on and on with a big smile on my face. They'd say, how can you stand it? And I'd say, because I've been with Del Griffith. I can take anything. You know what they'd say? They'd say... I know what you mean. The shower curtain ring guy. Whoa. It's, it's like going on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. I expect you to have a little string on your chest, you know, that I pull out and have to snap back. Except I wouldn't pull it out and snap it back. You would. Ah, 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 ah. And by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. But since um, we're still waiting for Leanna to call in, so <laughs> we don't know when this exactly is going to happen. There's like a little window, so did he not mean to do that again? I, I did it again, did. Leanna. Did. <laughs> oh, Linnea. See, I don't know if you're doing it on purpose or not, so it's freaking me out. So, okay. Linnea. 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 I gotta write this down. Le- See, I'm, I'm seriously gonna mess up. Mr. Bill. Mr. Linnea. <laughs> Wait, Linnea, Leanna? Wait, what do I... What do I, ugh, I don't even know the right one anymore. Linnea. <laughs> What's the correct one, Linnea? Yeah. Linnea, yes. Okay, I'm going to write this down on a piece of paper. Le, and I'm going to put a dash. <laughs> N-A-Y. Yes. Linnea. Linnea. Le. How can I do the le better, though, than L-E? L-I-Linnea. L-I? L-I, yes, because her name is L-I-N-N-E-A. So... Linnea. Hey, yeah. So, go L-I. I got it. I got it. You don't think she'll listen to this part, do you? You ever see grumpier old men? Are you leaving this part in? (laughs) Of course she's going to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) She won't hear it. But it's not even about her name. It's not, I mean, I know who she is. (laughs) You know, like, just because I can't pronounce the name, that's not a slight. This is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skin folk from the latest movies. Not nude in theaters, Gwyneth Paltrow co-stars in Iron Man 3. If you want to marvel at Gwyneth's Iron Man's 2, check out Shakespeare in Love, where she gets topless in bed with the bard. To beat or not to beat, that is the question. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on Blu-ray, Elizabeth Banks co-stars in the details. You can spank to this Banks 26 minutes in when Elizabeth has high-speed sex with Tobey Maguire and flashes her fantastic fanny. To see tail, check out the details. 
renewed on HBO, Rose Leslie finally bared her blooms on Game of Thrones. It was a game of moans when ravishing redhead Rose brought out her white wobblers for a hot spring skinny dip with Jon Snow. And what's a rose without a prick? Ouch. MrSkin.com. Fast forwarding to the good parts. And welcome back to the Skeleton Crew. I am so excited about this segment. Uh, I was so excited about it that Alex handed me the reins and is letting me do the intro. And so that should tell you something. Um, <laughs> we are uh, have right here and we're going to be talking to um, some of my favorite people in horror. One of my favorite people that I know and one of my favorite people that I've never had the opportunity to talk to before. So I'm just really excited. Um, one of them is horror legend... The gorgeous Linnea Quigley and talented. Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad to be here finally. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here too. This is so thrilling. And what we're talking about, I'm just yeah. so excited. Um, also, we have with us Ken J. Hall. How you doing, buddy? Yes, hello. Thank you for joining. Hello. And you guys together are responsible <laughs> for uh, what we're about to be talking about. And we're going we're talking about the release, the I mean, it took long enough um, <laughs> on DVD of the Linnea Quigley Horror Workout from 1990. Yes. Um, and I know that you guys, uh, you just did Monster Palooza. 
so uh, how did that go? Was, uh, was the reception really awesome? It was great. It was great. I mean, we, we hyped it up a bit. Um, and I guess the best way to put it is the stuff Lene and I, I, I did uh, is kind of a cult uh, 80s, you know, direct-to-video kind of thing. You know, even in a big horror show like uh, Monster Palooza, we're kind of appeal to like a niche group in that niche group, if that makes any sense. Oh, and it was, of course it doesn't. Being in horror, you you know what that's like anyway, you know. Ab- absolutely. And and basically, I, I don't want to let Linnea talk, but uh, uh, it was really gratifying to see, you know, people that uh, some people said that they were there specifically you know, to come see us and get their 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 copy of the DVD. These are the first ones that went out, so this was kind of our our, our launch party, as it were. Yeah, don't you have like a special, like the first thousand? Yes, the first thousand. They're numbered and signed by Kenneth and I, and uh, also there's a picture in there, a special. It's three by five. It's a five by seven. Five by seven. And that's what's signed and numbered. And yes. uh, right now there's only going to be this first thousand for the moment. There is an intention to do a general release afterwards. And if we do, though, it will not contain this this uh, 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 hand-numbered, pers- uh, autographed by Lene and I. But you got to get in there quick if you want to get the good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I understand the the our distributor's website has already sold over a hundred units. Uh, we sold quite a few at Monster Palooza. Uh, again, we're hoping to do more uh, conventions elsewhere in the country. There's nothing booked right this moment, so uh, you know they can contact. Uh, uh, the, the link is the link is uh, <laughs> horrorworkout.com. and oh, that's been uh, easy to remember. Well, it's uh, it, it, it's linked to legacyfeatures.com, but yeah, horrorworkout.com is probably going to be easy to remember. They've been doing pre-sales for about a week, and I understand uh, the DVDs are going out. The first wave is going out in the next few days from them. Uh, as I said, we've been selling some of Monster Palooza. Uh, uh, they will also be able to buy them from Linnea at uh, LinneaQuigley.com. That's yes. correct. Yes, slash Linnea, slash quigley.com correct you mean dash dash i mean dash not yes. slash i i'm always thinking of slash <laughs> yeah, thinking of slashers, <laughs> yeah right? just it thinking of slashing all the time <laughs> no we're not talking about your personal life i know i know about it your gets website. okay and i'll have one that you can pry out of my cold dead hands because i would never get rid of it oh <laughs> i heard it's a special 666 i know i'm so excited <laughs> I just I just geeked oh. out in a major way and that's really embarrassing. Like <laughs> <laughs> I saw this video. It is hilarious. I love that video. That is classic. I mean it's among people who know about it, it's pretty legendary. You know, I mean you mention it in the right circles and it's like, Oh yeah, I know that, you know. Um and uh, it's it's a hoot. Um where did that concept come from? Like what made you decide this is what you know what the world thinks <laughs> is a horror workout video? Which, by the way, I couldn't argue that point. But, um, <laughs> but you know. Well, you got to remember, even though the release date was 1990, and actually I think one website took me to task by 
uh, uh, putting on the, uh, the the new release box, the 80s cult classic. We made it in 1989, and all you had to do was look at the hairstyles to know we're talking 80s here, you know. Yeah. So, uh, But uh, uh, Linnea was doing a picture called Murder Weapon uh, for Dave Dakota, and I dropped by the set, and... And we were, I was doing this, this bit with like a, a big sledgehammer, you know, just going after this guy, killing him. And we started talking about what a workout doing a <laughs> horror film is. And, and you were going up and down, up and down, down like and up a routine, down, like, yeah. you know, routine, like, you know, really working those buys and tries. <laughs> and Ken said, I've got an idea. <laughs> And we just like we're kind of fooling around with it, and and all of a sudden we got some people, money people behind us on it, and it took off. Yeah, it started out as a joke, and everybody on the set laughed. You know, when I said, "Oh, it's well, this is an exercise routine. We should do Linnea quickly so our workout." It was one of those things that after the live, as the laughter was still, you know, going on, I thought to myself, hmm, this is actually might be a funny idea, you know, to do this. And it was never intended as a serious exercise video, although I did find a review of it on a website that reviewed legit exercise videos and it actually was very uh, very uh, favorable review oh that's funny so oh, it you is funny it's so funny you never because, know. Uh, i've i've actually i've done it oh and oh. Uh, I, done the workout i wanted to yeah i wanted to see i was just like let's see i love it let's see what uh let's because honestly i expected it to be a novelty you know, um, something fun and enjoyable to watch for horror fans who have everything, you know. Um, and it was. It was. It's a blast. But then I was like, well, let me just see. You know, so I actually have done it a couple times. And it's really not bad. It's not. I mean, it. Could, were you able to get out of bed the next morning? Well, yeah. But <laughs> it's not that strenuous. <laughs> well, she, she did. And she also didn't get a drill in her back or anything. Yeah, like that's that, true. You know. The drill kill. Yes. <laughs> But uh, no, it's interesting. Uh, well, uh, uh, Cynthia Garris, who appears on camera under under an assumed name, uh, uh, she was our choreographer as well as one of the Slumber Party girls, and uh, she was uh, an aerobics instructor. An aerobics instructor, yes. So, I worked at a gym too when I first came to LA. So yeah, you worked at Bally's, right? Yes, Bally's. No, no. I did work or at Jack Lane. Jack Lane's health spa. I even met Jack Lane. Wow! I was wow. like, I was like starstruck. Talk about a legend, that guy. Yes, yeah, he's he was in good shape, man. <laughs> it's unreal. So, I he was drinking formaldehyde or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he, want to get that he, recipe. He lasted a long time. I think he just died. What was it like? Not much more than a year ago. I yeah, think. exactly. Jump, I think his jumpsuit finally just gave out and. That's right, that jumpsuit. That was pretty uh, interesting yeah. looking. Yeah, you were in so – you actually did so much. Like you were – you even do you still have that band, The Skirts, going on? Yes, but we don't play like we did in L.A. because she's on the opposite side of the coast as me. But okay. every now and then we'll get uh, together to do some stuff and then I'll like use the music that I wrote and – uh, recorded for like like Jason Paul Cullum's um, Screaming in High Heels, The Rise and Fall of the Scream Queen. I can never get the title right, but like you know, it'll you end it. up in little things. It. Yes, I, I get that title wrong all the time. 
you know, the music's been used a lot, and I do sell it too on my website and and things like that. But we do, eventually, you know, sometimes do play. Okay, yeah, your song was used in uh, Nightmare Sisters. And in uh, Nightmare Sisters, yes, Santa Monica Boulevard Boy, yes. Yep, I think you can find that on YouTube if everybody wants to check that out, and then they could, you know. I think that was actually in the workout, wasn't that? It wasn't that in the workout. No. Well, I guess you know, there is a clip. Yeah, there is a clip. Okay. I was about okay. to say I, that wasn't yes. part of the workout, but yeah, it was one of the clips we used, and uh, that's actually one of the 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 uh, uh, kind of bonuses of the uh, commentary track that we do on on the thing because we we're actually making comments about the clips and giving some little behind the scene info for stuff like Vice Academy and Creepazoids and Sorority Babes. And that sort of thing. So you're getting to hear um, behind the scenes stories, some inside which are pretty info. Interesting. <laughs> One can only imagine. When <laughs> oh yeah, we had everything in two days that could happen happen. And that's the thing I want to mention. That the uh, I mean, uh, in addition to the fact that we remastered this, so it looks way better than all the bootlegs people have been downloading for a long time now. Right. Uh, for like 20 yeah. years. Yeah, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Well, I don't know if they're downloading, but they have been certainly bootlegging it for about that long. They've been uh, passing tapes around forever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By the time, like, what generation you get, you can't even see what's going on anymore. That's true. Yeah, this, <laughs> this has been digitally remastered, and so you probably have not seen it uh, uh, this clean. clean. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And, uh, but we also, as a mentioned have a commentary track that Lene and I do. Plus, we've got on-camera interviews with the two of us, uh, producer Dave Dakota, my brother Cleve Hall, and, uh, you know, and, and a stills gallery. So there's a lot of extras there that you don't, uh, that you won't find, you know, uh, anywhere else. So Wow. Yes. That's, that's the one that's good exciting. thing. exciting. Yeah, and that's the good part about actually plopping down the money and getting a decent copy of this for all you people who've been hoarding those tapes out there. I know that they're out there. I, the VHS that are out there that I'm surprised the machines haven't eaten. <laughs> <laughs> or they could be, you know, taped back together. Every time yes. I mentioned, like every time I would post information about this, someone climbs out of the woodwork <laughs> and they're like, I have that on VHS. And I'm like, well, Whoa. good. This is your perfect opportunity to upgrade. And if you do it right now, you'll get something really cool that people who do it later aren't going to get. So yeah, get that's so there and do it. That's very true. And mm -hmm. we even saw at Monster Palooza another guy that was in a clip, uh, and it was like uh, one of the clips. Oh, uh, Assault of uh, oh, the Party Nerds, the guy that you're uh, in the scene with. Yes. And it was so funny because we just watched it the night before the show, yes. and he came in our room, and then all of a sudden – he mentioned he mentioned that he was in an assault of the party nerds, and we go, "Oh my God, wait a minute!" I, and I'd been seeing him around conventions for a while, and it's like, and actually, there were a bunch of people. Or I, I, I think you had left, but I ran into Earl Ellis at the bar, the guy oh, who did wow. our, our makeup effect, and then on Sunday night, John Bulich was there, who who actually did the, uh, music, did the and, music. Yes, yeah, and which was not. What John was doing at the time, John was a makeup effects artist who wound up founding Optic Nerve Studios. Um, so he's now producing, but he actually did the music for the horror workout. So it was like a reunion kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, Linnea, you've been a part of a lot of reunions because didn't they do a lot of reunions for uh, Return to the Living Dead with conventions? 
Oh, yes. There's been, um, like, especially in the last five years, a lot of Return of the Living Dead conventions, which have been really fun. Like, the last one I went to, Clue actually went to. Oh, and wow. he never traveled. Oh, I love and him he had so a blast. much. He's great. <laughs> He's, he was written uh, a, uh, a musical where I play a medical examiner. Ah. And that his son John, who did, you know, Piranha 3DD, that uh-huh. hopefully they'll get the money to do. And um, that's really exciting. I would love to do something he wrote for me. That would oh, be yeah. Clue, awesome. That would... Yes. Clue, Clue is quite the character. I, I, I've known him for years, but, I mean, I grew up watching him on television long before mm-hmm. Return of the Living Dead. Oh, and... last picture show, I fell in love with him uh, in the last yes. show, I had such a crush on him. It is crazy, and to this day, his voice still—it just—it just—I don't know. There's something about it. I was fortunate enough to get to talk to John when, um, oh, Feast. Yes, thank you. It was when Feast Two came out. I was I oh, was yeah. interviewing him, and we started talking about his dad because of the, I kept telling him about this lifelong crush I've had on his dad. <laughs> And his dad's good looking still. He's so good looking. Yes. And uh, we were talking about how hilarious it was because they used baby clue in um, part three. I think is is it part three or part two where the the baby gets eaten and he's like, we used baby clue, you know, and like people are up in arms about it, you know, but it was, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's a a family affair. You know who's another character in that movie uh, in real life? Miguel Nunez. Oh, geez, he's crazy and, and funny and all over the place. I love him. Yeah, I love. I I talked to him a few times. He was on like an an older show of mine. We interviewed him. He's a trip, man. And we we gotta yes. have him back on. That'd be great. Oh yeah. There were there were a bunch of people there this weekend that weren't even part of the show. Uh, Brian Peck showed up. Beverly Randolph showed up. Jewel Shepard showed up. Wow. Just you know, uh, yeah. just 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 so- just for the heck of it. See, that's why I, mean, I love the horror community. You know, where and yeah, where else so. do you get that? You know, and how many romantic comedy <laughs> exactly. weekends you go to? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I saw a convention for Fifty First Dates, Jamie. There was a lot of people there. Oh my God! Are you serious? <laughs> no, he's, no, he's making it up. No, but I mean, I, 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 that I'm going to, it's going to be boring. <laughs> oh boy. The weird thing at Monster Palooza, there was a guy talking to me for a long time that goes to It's a Wonderful Life conventions. He even had a watch that said It's a Wonderful Life on it. And I, I thought, how did he get here? I was going <laughs> to say know? interesting combination. <laughs> that was really weird. I didn't even know they had conventions for It's a Wonderful Life. I don't, how many well, times do you need to convene over that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I just thought this guy's like psycho. Well, you know, I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, the those films, you know, I mean, I, the, some of the, I, I mean, I love classics like that, you know, uh, and yeah. uh, it's and that's my thing is more of the classic horror, you know, that uh, with the. Uh, I grew up with the Universal Monsters and Vincent yep, Price's Pope films and uh, the Hammer films, of course, with Lee and Cushing. And, you know, so by the time I would, I, I, I didn't start watching the, uh, there, there, there weren't the slasher films until I was in my teens. And I'd already grown up with 
with horror and monsters and so forth. But it was it was a little bit more fun and not necessarily as serious and violent, which is why I loved the stuff we did back in the eighties. It yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. so so deadly serious, you know. You could have have a uh, have some fun with it and a couple of laughs. And, and nowadays, I think a lot of directors are are. Are, are so afraid of putting even a, a single light moment into a horror film. Oh, yeah. It's got to be right. all scares, dead bodies, and gore. Which even that, it gets grating after a while. It gets, you know, it, there's, I think that John Landis, when he made, for instance, An American Werewolf in London, I mean, like, to him, I, I that is a horror film. Like, it's scary. Yes. You know, there are funny parts, but oh, he, yes. it's not a comedy. It is, oh. it's a horror film, and he he puts the funny parts in there to kind of throw us off our guard. So, you know, we're like, yeah. oh, ha, ha, ha. And then, you know, next thing you know, you get attacked. You know, they're getting attacked by a wolf and you're like, ah! So uh, I think it makes it work better. So when you can marry the two elements well, then I think you have a successful film. Yeah. Well, yes. well, I mean, there was a filmmaker who kind of did that way back when with suspense and horror films. And that was a guy named Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, hmm. I seem to the- recall that name. Yeah, you've heard of him, right? But yeah, seriously, he always believed in giving the audience a break, you know, giving them a mm-hmm. moment, and then before he drew them in and 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 and, and, and manipulated them to be scared or tense or something like that. Another another great film that really structured like a monster movie, but it really was much more mainstream than that was Jaws. Oh, I, I knew you just, were gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, me too. And actually, actually, it was funny. This weekend, we had they we, had, we uh, ran into some uh, folks from Jaws. Actually, we were sitting right next to Jeffrey Kramer, who was the de- the deputy at Amityville. And uh, also, I, I I sought out uh, Carl Gottlieb, who I'd met way many years back, and uh, who, who wrote the screenplay to Jaws. And uh, kind of reminisced with him. We had an odd thing in common. He and I had both directed John Matuzak in movies. So uh, how many people can say that? Thing in common. Yeah. <laughs> Not many. Yes. Not many. Yes, yes. Kind of I'm glad you find... brought up Jaws because that's I'm I'm con- that's my favorite movie of all time. And I'm constantly uh, getting it, into art. It's way up there. Because Way people there, try to tell me that it's, you know, they don't, it's not a horror film. And I'm like, well, to me, it is. I happen to think it is the scariest movie ever made only because how many people stopped being Catholic after they saw The Exorcist, you know? I mean, yeah, it was scary, but it didn't. There are people who, like, 40 years later will not go in the ocean because of Jaws. I, I get freaked out when I go in the ocean. I live by it, and it freaks me out. I just. Well, it should. There's sharks in the water there. Yeah, there are. Florida. And Jaws taught us that. But still, any ocean I go into, I get these creeps and I think of that boom, 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 boom. And, uh-huh. you know, something, you know, going to pull me down like in the first scene of Jaws. It's like the most frightening scene I've ever yeah, where witnessed. Where she's trying to catch her breath, you know. And yes. I mean, to me, every time that still gives me chills because it's just oh, it's terrifying. And uh, an alligator. Thanks to alligator, I have to get out of the pool sometimes. If I'm, <laughs> oh, you're right. There's right. there, there's another wonderful. Man, no, you know that you know that scene where there's the kid and they're at the birthday party and they have him. They're going to make him walk the plank and so they push him into the pool and they don't know the alligators in there. Well, I'll just I'll be swimming around and I'm like start thinking about that movie and the next thing I know I'm swimming toward the shallow end. I'm like, wow, <laughs> exactly. I know your mind is like. <laughs> plays tricks on you and then the other 
film Psycho made a lot of people take stop taking showers too. Yeah, supposedly uh, Janet Lee couldn't take a shower after that. That's right. That's right. And and you would think that she would be well, like taking a bath is making you any less vulnerable. At least you're on your feet in the shower, for God's sake. Or maybe she just didn't bathe at all, which is, I don't know. I I, I met her shortly before she died, and, you know, she seemed fine to me. You know, maybe maybe, maybe I was upwind. I'm not sure. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> Well, you're not really safe in the bathtub either, because either, I saw Saturday the 14th. And <laughs> oh, right. There's a lot of scary things that lurk in bathtubs. You have Freddy's gloves. Freddy's glove, yes, yes. Or, 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 and this is another uh, uh, person we met uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, you definitely don't want to take a bath with Camille Keaton. No, no, that's true. I spit on your grave. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I'm I spit on your grave. Why do I know that? Why do I know that? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. you're not a good bath time buddy. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a guy. You I was going to say, as long as you're, as well, as long as you're not a guy, I'm sure it'd be fine. But, you know. <laughs> Actually, it's hot, actually, but just, just editorializing here for a bit. You know, Lynette, when, yes, when you were talking about, yeah. when you were, when you were mm-hmm. talking about, like, uh, well, we were all talking about how horror has changed in the last, you know, 30, 40 years. When, when you did, um, you know, Night of the Demons, and then you did the remake, like, can, just from those two experiences, what can you tell us about how things changed and, you know, that the difference well everybody used film and actors were on time and actors knew their lines uh there was like this camaraderie there wasn't i've noticed a lot of actors now are like saying mean things to other actors and putting each other down not like Mm -hmm. this camaraderie which we used to have Mm -hmm. when we're on set and also just kind of like, okay, get it, move along, move along, move along. They don't take their time as much. Really? So it's kind of like they don't really care so much about the script and the story. It's just a franchise get type out. thing. Well, am I imagining this, or did shoots used to last longer? You know, yes. I, Okay, okay, because I, I really feel like now it's like, okay, we've got two and a half days to shoot this movie. <laughs> no, um, we took well, a, we took a whole four days to yeah, shoot Nightmare Sisters. Four days for Nightmare Sisters, but you you know we only had twelve hour days. But everybody knew what they were doing. It seems like people don't know their jobs, and they get in. I don't know how to sets and things like that, and the actors the same way. I don't know how because they don't know their lines. They don't know, you know, what they're doing. But it just seemed like people were more aware of, of everything. Like these days, you have to get your hand held, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Well, well uh, I see that a lot. And, and you know, in, in all all over the place, you know. That's true. Well, in every well but, you know, one of the things, you know, that, that led to this was uh, uh, the advent of digital cinema. True. Uh, as Linnea was saying earlier, back in, in those days... Everything had to be shot on film. Even though videotape existed, you could not give away 
a movie mm-hmm. a movie shot on video. Uh, we did the hard workout on the highest end video at that time, Betacam, because it was supposed to be a spoof of an exercise video. Mm. But we, but had it been a feature film, I mean, the hard workout is sixty minutes long. In case people are wondering, for some reason, I think that got left off the box. But anybody that's ever heard of it is you know knows that it's not not a full length feature. Uh, that but you know. Basically, then all of a sudden, digital cinema came along, and anybody with a camcorder and desktop editing system was a filmmaker. And on one end, I like the fact that it brought down the cost and enabled a lot of people to do things that they couldn't normally do. And 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 in my case, when uh, when I, I I do films now, I I like the fact that I could actually put that money up on the screen rather than paying some anonymous you know, uh, uh, a vendor that sells, uh, you know, film stock and, and a lab people. And believe me, back in the day, people who sold film stock and did uh, uh, processing and, and so forth for labs were not doing it for the love of it. So right. you rarely, rarely if ever got any kind of deals. And But now, but, but the, the bad side of digital cinema is the fact that too many people started making movies that had no business making movies oh, yeah. and you know that they, uh, the reason they don't know uh, you know or not doing things right is because they don't know what the hell they're doing right. they mm-hmm. have no background they just picked up a camera and pointed it at something and said go you know i i while i <coughs> i don't miss um shooting on film because of the cost and everything um, I do value the fact that I had that experience and it taught me discipline and it taught me a lot of stuff. So now I'm, you know, not like these guys, but we could try it this way or that way because mm-hmm. the tape doesn't cost anything or maybe we can edit it this way or that way. It's like you make a decision and move on. Right. Yeah, you, know, you, well, you had to. You couldn't afford <coughs> to shoot it every way and pick one, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. You, yeah. you didn't have the, the time or the <laughs> The money and I, but and so for that reason though, I do love to see when a when a film comes out now and you know that it was made on film. It just makes me happy, like, you know, that someone is still going through the process even though they don't absolutely have to. Um, yeah, I know. I love the term "check the gate." They don't <laughs> say that anymore. It's like oh. the first one I was in Italy, they said "check the gate," but uh, oh, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and, and instead of watch your back, it was wash your back uh, over there. So oh, I, I mean, it's not to be, you know, like, what, what's, what's wrong? Have I got something on it? You know? Yeah. Anyway, no, that, I, actually, that was a fun experience working over in Italy. And that was, uh, that was for, on Charlie Band's. Yeah, it was, right? it was uh, yeah, back back when Charlie Band had Empire, I, I worked on uh, on Ghoulies Part 2. Oh, I love that movie. Ah, and and of course, obviously, you know, Linnea and I both did a lot of stuff for Charlie Band over the years. Yeah, I was, like, was going to ask you guys uh, <laughs> one question I've always, always wanted to know: What happened to him as a child that freaked him <laughs> out so bad with dolls? I just, I, something mm-hmm. must have happened. You know, I mean, there's got to be a story. question. I don't know. Well, I don't know. He keeps. He certainly keeps uh, 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 mining the same vein, doesn't he? I think, yeah, I think there's something that draws him to that subject matter. And, and well, you know, with like with Puppet Master, his understanding because of the brilliant writing that was involved with that. But um, the- <laughs> oh, yes. I was having 
rewritten by by the time that thing got to the screen. I mean, there, there there's some slight resemblance between my first draft and the final draft. I think there are puppets in both. I don't, oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. What, what more do you want? <laughs> well, I mean, I, and and I think it's truly the puppets that David Allen created that made that a success. of something called Blood Story, uh, Joe Hollow film, and that was filmed in Central Florida. I'm going on to do something in a month called Into the Ether. I did Lori Bowen's film, who you probably know. Um, uh, very well. I adore Lori. Yes. Stella Boyle. I can never say the last name. It's very hard. I love that short it's really really good i did uh uh, demons on skates called demonica something that's out now uh david dakota's (coughs) cougar called 1818 and i mean 1313 i don't know what i'm saying 1818 cougar called 1313 and uh uh oh my god what's it called uh girls gone dead which is a real fun kind of reminiscent of the 80s films Oh, you're in that? Yeah. I just, I just yeah. Don't need to watch that on Netflix. And um, there's actually, that's on my that's on my queue too. <laughs> All right. And there's it's fun. It's really fun. And there's a couple others that I oh the trouble with Barry I just shot out here about eight months ago, which will be out pretty soon. And uh, just wanting to do more and more things as they come along. Well, you have you don't ever stop. I don't think I do. try not to. I try not. <laughs> you don't. You don't. I don't think you do. You know. <laughs> yeah. Are I you stopping to- right now to talk to me? Did 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 yes. I actually catch you sitting still? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I I we had like a tremendous like four days of just going, 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 and I did take a nap. I got to take a nap. And then get on with you, but it was because I got up early and signed some pictures for the 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 DVD, the horror workout, and got that done. I know they've been working you. I know they've they've had you busy the entire time. Busy, keep that wrist going. I'm definitely. I've got a bunch of scripts. I'm. uh, We're talking actually with Legacy people. Legacy is the company that is putting out uh, the workout and maybe putting out. uh, some of my other titles, but beyond that, we're looking to do some productions together. Uh, in the meantime, I have my company, uh, Total Fabrication, which is is uh, kind of my 
day job, quote unquote, is still in the industry. Uh, we just did the Gorn for the uh, uh, Star Trek the video game commercial where we had, uh, William Shatner actually has a rematch from his old nemesis from the original 60s TV series. And we had to recreate that, that, that great character. That's a fun uh, concept. It, it's funny. It's it blew up on the internet a couple of a uh, uh, couple of weeks ago, and it's, it was intended to be a viral video, and it went everywhere. Of course, I I uh, I think uh, uh, somebody told me, well, you finally arrived when when George Takei posted reposted on his Facebook page. Ooh, so nice. George apparently it's like is some of the biggest number of followers on Facebook for some reason. He has what? a tremendous yeah. amount of followers. It's tr- it's but, crazy. But he posts some really fun stuff. That's why. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he, he, he's hysterical. I've seen a lot of his posts before. So uh, we did the Gorn. I what mean, about Pink's Lips? Oh, when yeah. I was out here last time when that was. That's right. Out. Last year's MTV uh, Video Music Awards, uh, We uh, Pink had a, a performance on the show, and we created a 16 shiny red singing and dancing lips <laughs> and uh, an extra pair that she flew off the stage riding. So, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so we do wacky stuff. We do Gene Simmons armor for kiss. Uh, we do a lot of goofy things for uh, uh, Jack Black's band, Tenacious D. Uh, I wish we, I could say we're doing more monsters and creatures, but in this day and age, you know, uh, with CG taking a lot of film and television mm-hmm. work, uh, uh, you know, we wind up doing commercials and live shows, and uh, t- uh, t- our stuff tends to be more goofy than frightening. Uh, uh, I think I have some kind of weird record. I could probably, if I tallied it up, I probably address more people as food than any other person <laughs> oh, in Hollywood. So. I'm sure there, there are fetishes out there that would... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the furries. Oh, he even told Martin Landau that he did the octopus and in Plan Nine from Outer Space. Well, actually, well, there was actually the uh, recreation uh, of uh, uh, Ed, Ed Wood for the movie Ed Wood. I did I build the octopus prop for for Ed Wood with Johnny Johnny I, Depp and Martin Landau. I didn't even know that. That's so cool. I uh, did a lot. Oh. It's a, you know, if you you know if we have another two or three hours, maybe I'll come back <laughs> to and tell you all the these weirdly random. You're things. welcome to come back anytime. I love it. Very cool. <laughs> uh, when um, when uh, you were talking earlier about uh, digital versus film, and I and I said, you know, it always makes me happy to see that someone is still out there plugging away at film when they don't have to. I feel the same way about effects, only a little bit more strongly about effects. I really feel like practical effects are something that we're missing a lot, and there's there's a depth there. There's apart from the many man hours that goes into it um and everything else that goes into it i just feel like when someone toils away at something and then produces it that to me that's and i'm not trying to diss the people who work really hard at digital effects like i know that those are some really talented people and they do a fantastic job but it's just to me i feel like horror is more visceral when you when you feel like you can reach out and touch something Yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think I think digital, uh, even though I, I do miss you know models and matte paintings and so forth, uh, uh, digital really does work well and, and can be very spectacular when it, and when it comes to like sci-fi and fantasy. 
uh, and even in sometimes creating creatures that may have only been able to be done in the past was to say stop motion animation, something that's not a guy in a suit or makeup or something like that. But basic horror, when you're talking about really up close and personal stuff, you know, uh, digital blood versus real blood, you know, forget about it. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, bother. Why would, why would someone bother with digital blood when, when prop blood is so easily attainable? And it's it, laziness. A, a la- laziness. Yeah, yeah I mean, it does. Too. It does take time. It, sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, it's so easy. It's like, oh, we'll do a take and pretend that somebody got stabbed or shot, and then move on, as opposed to doing a take and risking the fact that oh, it doesn't work quite right. The you blood didn't go on, and, and clean it up. Put on a new shirt or whatever, and and it could take hours. That's just like the same principle in all these you know lame sci-fi channel movies you see. You know, there's, there's a bunch of people up in the woods in Vancouver, and all they have to do is point off off to <laughs> you know, the third tree from those. Oh my God, here it comes! And then there's nothing there, and then you know they scream, and then oh, cut, we're moving on. And yes. instead of you know trying to do something real or practical, which could take them and hours. Yeah. Longer. Scene with it or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, give me basic. give me that from the actress point of view. Like, um, I don't like. I I mean, well, there are sometimes I don't like all that prosthetic stuff on me. I, I have to admit, but I don't like seeing movies that have um, so much CGI. Mm-hmm. It just kind of wrecks it for me. And then I sit there wondering when I'm watching the movie. Oh, I wonder if that's real. I wonder if that's. CGI or if they really did that and I hate wondering about that. Yeah, and, they put you in a position where you, that, that is what you're thinking about. Yeah, you know? exactly. You shouldn't be thinking about that. No, you know? I shouldn't be <laughs> and it, it's, it's like so fake that it, it's horrible. And, you know, and, and again, it's down to the laziness, you know, and so, of course, obviously there's some amazing stuff that can be done digitally, which would be just too costly to do practically but i believe there's still a room room for practical effects we've been experimenting with stuff we're not the first people to do this mind you but things where we're doing uh uh full-size puppets that work on on the set with the actors uh, interacting with the lighting on the set that are puppeteered by performers in green suits where basically instead of creating the whole character in post where, you know, you have to have a lot of money to really make it look like it's there and three-dimensional. We actually have a three-dimensional character or creature or something like that, and it's basically using digital as a tool to remove the operator. It's like wire removal and so forth, which is a a very legitimate thing, and it's extremely easy and cost-effective to do. So you still get the benefit of the practical effect? Absolutely. That, I'm that is really cool. I like that. I'm, I'm waiting to see. We did it for a short recently where we built this seven-foot robot that was had this really uh, unique anatomy that couldn't possibly be a person in a suit. And uh, 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 I sold the director on the idea of doing it this way. And, uh, I mean, obviously they recently wrapped it, so uh, it, it hasn't been finished yet. But I'm really anxious to see that. 
Um, and, and we want that to be kind of a calling card for this technique. But uh, I was somebody was just talking to me the other day. He said, well, I want to do some aliens. Well, I have to find some really, really skinny people to put in. And I said, well, we don't necessarily have to put people in the aliens. We can have, I mean, we'd still have a live performer, but they would be, uh, performing behind the alien and uh, and have something that, you know, people are going to wonder, wait a minute, it looks like it's really there. It doesn't look like a digital effect. But at the same time, how is that being done? It doesn't look like there's no way a person could actually be inside something that that skinny or tall or something like that. That fascinating. Eee. Eee. <laughs> See, that's, that's the... That's the fun part about uh, all those little things are the fun parts about movie making and the part that I still find magical, you know. Yes. Um, and I think honestly, I think it fires the imagination, or at least. Yes, it does. The, that's what did it for me. I mean, uh, to be honest, everybody asks me, "Oh, what a, what 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 attracts you to horror? Do you really like being scared?" Not particularly. I really <laughs> don't. Uh, I, yeah, frankly, I, I actually hate somebody jumping out and scaring me. I want to kick the crap out of them. Uh, it, what, what appealed to me about those old films? Things to do was, to Ken when he's not looking. <laughs> yeah, you be careful now. Uh, no, but uh, it, it was the fact that they were creative. They were different. You know, like you say, they fire the imagination with something outside of uh, your everyday world, which is why years later, bigger budgeted movies, like, for example, Star Wars, Yo, hit, yo, know, so hugely because or you know, alien, alien. Hmm. But but even Star Wars on a much more not not necessarily scary thing, but it was taking people to other places outside their everyday world, and everybody just ate it up, you know. And, and all these things, even the TV shows, you know, from the Star Treks to the Buffy's, you know, mm-hmm. to whatever the hell is on now. I yeah, don't, I don't too many them. reality shows. Yeah. Um, I need to. We need to tell these people where they need to go to get this video because um, they need to do it uh, one more time. I mean, they can go to Legend LegacyFeatures.com, but you can also go to HorrorWorkout.com, and then uh, shortly Linnea will be selling it on her page, which is uh, Linnea-Quigley.com. <laughs> yeah, Linnea. <laughs> Quick, yeah. Hot slash dash. Yeah, I know. Uh, or dash, hyphen dash, whichever you prefer yeah. to say. But that's you want to do, just do it so you go there and yeah. uh, get this movie. Because, and uh, guys, you got you do not want to miss out on one of the signed copies. I mean, that's it's a classic. It was on Entertainment Tonight. E back in the day. Back in the day, so many shows. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm glad it was such such a success. This is uh, this has been a long time coming, and it's very exciting. And I appreciate you guys taking so much time out to talk to us about it. It has been so much fun. I can't even tell you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's Jamie, it's been a you. pleasure. And, and all, all you guys, you know, let's. Alex, uh, <laughs> Alex yes. Well, thanks, guys. I thank you. Um, I've had so much so much fun, and um, it's been fun. Yeah. Okay, um, and then if there's anything else that uh, you need, you want to talk about that comes out or anything, um, just, you know. We'll let you that. know. Please come okay. back anytime, or even just to come back and hang out. We shall. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, thanks, guys. <laughs>